What's up, sports fans? Here we are with Coach Bo Camacho in our section we call Coffee with Coach. Coach, good to see you this morning. Hey, hey, man, good to see you. Coach, good to see you. I know we just had a game. We want to talk about that, but I'd like to learn a little bit more about you. Can you tell us a little bit about your family, maybe your coaching history? Yes, sir. Likewise. Uh, um, Family, I've got a wonderful and beautiful family. i got a wonderful, awesome wife that I'm blessed with. Her name is Josie. Uh, We've been married for about 17 years. We have four beautiful children. Uh, They're all grown up, so that's a good thing because now we get to just have a little bit of freedom at home. But they're all angels in our eyes. um, I've been coaching for about 29 years now. This is number 29 in the state of Texas. And most of those years, in uh, 29 years, I've been a defensive coordinator or a special teams coordinator in most of them. Um, you know, uh, I've been all around the state. You know, I've been started in West Texas, in Alpine, and then San Angelo, Texas, Big Lake, Texas. Then I went to Del Rio for a while, then down to South Texas, down in the valley, and then uh, head to San Antonio for about five or six years. And then my wife and I had an itch. We wanted to try the Metroplex, and we've been up there for 10 years. So we just left the Metroplex, and we're here blessed in Kyle, Texas at Lehman High School. Coach, we talked a little bit earlier, and you mentioned you'd gone to Sol Ross. Yes, and sir. And you are a player there. Is that correct? Uh, I'm a former Lobo, and I'm a Lobo again here. <laughs> It's good to have you. Now, you played running back, is that correct? I was a running back, yes, sir. And you mentioned that you had all-conference honors, and could you elaborate on that a little bit? Yes, sir. I played at Sorrell State back in 1989. Um, I started as a freshman and played all four years of college as a, a starting running back. And uh, it was being a bless because I had a great coach, Coach uh, Steve Keenum, who's also an FCA director in the Abilene area. And uh, I was uh, blessed to shine under his offense, and I got uh, uh, blessed to be uh, all first-team all-conference running back two years in a row, and I was selected as a team captain and, and also make it academic all-conference in that, uh, at that time at Sol Ross in my years. So they were all good to me. Well, there's a couple of things I want to kind of touch on. Um, I had asked you why you got into coaching, and yeah. then you brought up Steve Keenum mm-hmm. and maybe your relationship with FCA. I'd love to hear about both of those. If you could talk about how you came into coaching, I think okay. it's a great story. Yeah. Uh, great question, and I always use that as a great example when I'm talking to kids and young coaches. Uh, coaching at first was not what I wanted to do. I was uh, – Former college athlete looking to try to make the pros. I had a couple of tryouts, and uh, I believe it was all meant to be God's plan. Uh, on my way up to uh, Dallas, I was on a way for an interview for out with IBM, and Coach Keenum called me on one of those big old cell phones back in the day. It was very ugly, big block phone. I answered it, and he asked me, hey, where, where are you? And I said, I'm on my way to an interview. In Dallas, he said, when I get back into town, he wanted me to talk to Coach Stukesbury, Alpine High School head football coach. And I said, uh, why, Coach? And he goes, he wants to offer you a job coaching football at the high school level. Coach, I didn't, gra- I didn't graduate with the high, uh, diploma or degree to teach. I'm not going to be a coach. So he says, do me a favor and just talk to the man. And I said, out of respect for Coach Keenum, I said, I'll talk to Coach Stukesbury. Well, Two hours later, he convinces me to coach, and uh, 29 years later, I'm doing it. So, again, it wasn't what I wanted to do, but I felt and prayed that it was uh, a calling, that I, it's no accident 
I got into it and I started loving it. Started seeing what young men and young ladies needed direction and guidance. So uh, coaching was not more than just teaching, but it was more than just it was more uh, guiding and directing and kids needing leadership. I know you mentioned Steve Keenum. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, a, I believe, a multi-area director out yes. in the West Texas area Yes, uh, with FCA. That's Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Right. Tell us a little bit about your involvement with FCA. And you just mentioned that more than coaching, it's mm-hmm. about the development of young men. Yes. Is that correct? That's correct. Coach Keenum was a very, very big uh, – had a big impact in my life as a young man. Uh, I was involved with FCA and through at seventh grade uh, back in San Angelo ISD and kind of – and I stayed with it through high school at San Angelo Central and then went to college at Sorrell State and then met uh, Coach Keenum, and he's a very, very avid Christian coach. And, uh, and there was a lot of times that I leaned on him – for direction and his family uh, embraced me and they spent a lot of time Thanksgivings and Christmases in their homes while I was in college. My home life uh, was not great, but Coach Keenum's family embraced me and that's how I come to to be more involved in FCA. But also I know it kind of, the, the, the family dynamic of being a Christian home help me see, hey, this is what I want in my life, and this is what I want for my players and athletes that I coach and model this kind of family style. You know, Coach Casey uh, Casey Keenum, who is a quarterback now for the Texans, uh, he was just five years old running around in the locker room pretending he was Bobo Camacho wearing my helmet around, and now he's in the NFL for the past – he's been in there 12 years. And to me, again, it's a blessing just because the Keenum family – just embraced me and showed me just true love, a Christian family type of love. And that's what I try to show my wife, my kiddos, as a coach, as a husband. And then the uh, the, co- the the teams that I've traveled around, I've tried to emulate and show that too with my wife and I and our kids. Well, I appreciate that very much. And uh, knowing Steve Keenum, and uh, for those of you who don't know, that Casey Keenum is his son. Played at Houston, I believe. U of H, yes, sir. U of H, and now he's currently a professional quarterback, and he's currently with the Texans. Is that correct? Yep. For the past 12 years, he's been in the NFL. The, the Minnesota Miracle, that was him, and he's been around. He's a journeyman, and he's a great quarterback. <laughs> we heard him speak at the Texas High School Coaches Association also. So that kind of brings me back. I know family was mentioned several times. Uh, I know Coach Castillo is trying to develop – a family atmosphere here, all for one. We support each other. We love each other. Yes, um, sometimes we don't always get along, as mm-hmm. families do, but uh, we are going to coach them hard and love them harder. That's correct. Right. So That's right. how did you end up – you gave us a little journey about your coaching career, but here you are at Layman. Yes, sir. Uh, you want to give us a little bit of input. I asked the same question. Fair yeah. enough. I asked the same, coaching, right. same question to Coach Castillo. Uh, how did you end up at Layman? Well, it's a great, uh, great question because – my wife and I have been in the Metroplex in Dallas for the past 10 years, and we've been a part of some great successful programs at Mesquite Poteet, and we went five rounds versus Alito and lost before the state championship. Then prior to that, Dallas Kimball and Oak Cliff. And then, uh, then I just, we just recently left Dallas Hillcrest and a program that was in dismal, uh, in a dismal beginnings five years ago is now one of the schools that a lot of people want to go to now and because we've changed the culture but 
when Coach Castillo and I met, it was when he was a coach in Dallas a few years back. I told him that, hey, whenever we had an opportunity to ever work together, then I would reach out to him. And um, he told me about this position that he was going to try to get this head job here at Lehman. And I told him, well, you give me a call if you get it, and we'll talk. And coming to visit the kids, the day I came just to look at the facilities and look at the kids and be around the kids, I knew that was something different and special. And again, I'll say this very frankly, I believe that, you know, God uses my wife and I and our family as a as as missionaries. This is a ministry, and uh, if we get a chance to impact and change lives, it's that's what we do. So we prayed hard about it, and uh, God said go. So we just pick up our mat, dust our sandals, and we moved. And without hesitation, you know, we it gave us an opportunity to get closer to family in San Antonio. But you know, we could have moved to San Antonio. But thing is. God said, you know, we want to be here in Kyle Lehman High School, and that's why we're here, and I know we're going to change things here. We're slowly doing that. We had a great summer workout. Uh, we've had some great changes already. I know we got a, a, a mountain to climb, but the thing is, that's the great thing about changing culture and changing traditions. It uh, Big ships don't turn fast, so we got to be patient and uh, stay the course, and I know with uh, – Coach Castillo's direction and God's guidance, I think we're going to get that done. It'll take time, but we'll get it done. Hey, um, we're going to visit with Coach Castillo, I believe, a little bit later. But since you're sitting right here in front of me, mm-hmm. um, do you remember the moment on Friday night when I came over to you? Yes, sir. Um, that was a great encouragement mm-hmm. that I could come over and, and wish you well on the sidelines. Yes, and I, I appreciate what you're doing with the boys, uh, making them men, making them better football players. Um uh, why wait for Coach Castillo? Do you want to comment a little bit on maybe the defense a little bit? Yes, um, Usually we talk about with Coach Castillo in a segment, you mm-hmm. know, we call Inside the Huddle. Yeah. But I've got the defensive coordinator sitting mm-hmm. right here in front of me, all smiles. Yeah. Um, Bobo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you want to talk about maybe last week's game a little bit? Yes, and, definitely. All right. Well, Bass Trouble is a good, tough team, a good uh, first test. And again, the kids are doing a heck of a job learning the new defensive stuff, the offensive things that we're installing and special teams. So everything's brand new to them. So a lot of these kids have been in the system for the past three or four years. And of course, change is tough for everybody, but it's inevitable. But the thing is, they're grasping it little by little and they're starting to, to feel uh, the defense of what we're asking them to do. We run a three-four defense. I've I've used it for years, and we're we're very aggressive. We're a very aggressive defense, and we send the different kind of packages: five-man pressures, four-man pressures, six-man pressures, and the kids like it. Uh, the thing in the beginning, as any coach, is trying to install those things and teach the kids, hey, they have to know their knowledge of assignment, their knowledge of alignment, and then the execution of that assignment. And those are the three things. As coaches, it's our job to make sure they know those three things. Uh, if a kid is complaining about playing time, we we talk about, hey, uh, the lack of production probably leads to you not lining up right or doing your assignment. But as far as 
the execution last week, you know, that we had some very good high moments, you know, where we had them uh, inside the red zone and they were tempting to score and we shut them down. That was a great feat right there in itself. Do you want to elaborate a little bit on that safety? It looks like you brought the everybody. Do yes, you want to kind of yes, elaborate sir. on that? I think people would like to hear about that. Well, a prelude to that is because our offense was kind of put in a bad situation. They were down in the negative part of the end zone. They were probably on like uh, – uh, uh, they were down there about to punch it in. And, uh, well, you know, mishap happened. Uh, they, they fumbled, and they recovered it on the two. And as soon as the defense, I called them up, and I said, we're going to score on these plays right now. This is our time to shine. We're going to score. Anytime we have them pinned in like this, they call it the black zone, the terror dome. That's their terror. The offense is going to get a safety. And sure enough, we sent uh, as many people as we could and caused a lot of penetration. And, of course, we came up with the two points with the safety. So that was a high point as well. So I was, I was on the sideline for that game, and I was looking right down – a line of scrimmage. Mm -hmm. And I think the ball might have been inside the two-yard line. Yeah. And I knew we had just missed an opportunity, but I felt like there was an opportunity yep. to present it itself. Yep. Yep. And as soon as that ball was snapped, I think you could have almost handed it to your defensive players. They were <laughs> in there. So good coaching on that. Yes, um, I know that was a high moment for them. And so let's let's turn a little bit to this week. Okay. Let's, let's talk about McCallum. Yes, sir. High a little bit. They had a rough game. Mm -hmm. Last week they lost to Anderson, forty-two to nothing. Yes, they did. Um, we can't count on that. So nope. let's talk about their offense and your defense a little bit. How we match up, or maybe this week. I know you had some injuries. Yep. How we're going to approach that game, maybe yes, a little bit. And yeah. you'd like to talk about that? Mm -hmm. Well, good. Uh, well, yeah, we have a couple of injuries. Uh, Christian Ariano, our senior corner, will be out this game and he's a one he's an awesome kid he's gave he gives great effort um so we'll we'll be without him but coach castillo has a great saying anything when there's any negativity or adversity we say it's perfect for us so perfect for us means okay oh well we're gonna make it work and we're gonna get it right so we're not gonna make excuses so we got the next man up and uh, that's our mentality when somebody goes down. McCallum is a good team. Even though I know they didn't have a great shine last week, they do have some kids that can, you know, good size, good speed. Uh, they're more, they're 72% run. So uh, uh, they're going to run the ball a lot. And they got some funny formations to try to trick the defense and catch them unbalanced if they don't. So we've made we've been working our adjustments based on what we've seen on film. So uh the kids have been very, very physical and aggressive, fitting their gaps and run fits. So the past two days of practice, Monday and Tuesday, and then today was kind of a walkthrough. We we've uh we're flying around in the ball. I, I feel very, very confident that we will come out and have a better game than we did last week. You mentioned an unbalanced line. For those that will be at the game, I hope everybody will be at the game, mm -hmm. it's when you move a guard or a tackle over to one side or the other. Yeah. So it, it looks a little different. It looks funny. It looks <laughs> a little different, and it causes for misdirection too because you got a short side of the field, yeah. I guess. So that's a, an area I was talking to your defensive line coach, mm -hmm. Tevin. Yep. Correct? Coach Yates. And he, Coach Yates, and he had mentioned that also. Yeah. So something you need to be prepared for, yep. I guess. Yep. Correct? Yes, sir. So y'all will know to do that. Is there anything else we need to know about the defensive side that maybe – I'll tell you, uh, the kids have really, really uh, 
like I said, they're, they're embracing it. They're loving it. Again, there's still a lot of learning curve going on. But the thing that I introduced to them when I got here in the spring, in the summertime, is we tag our defense as I, I call it the Woo Crew defense. And Woo coming from the word Woo hit, Ronnie Lott used to use that term a lot when he knocked people out all the time. He's a great safety for the 49ers, Hall of Famer. And so I, I, I loved him just bringing that woo. And then uh, the crew comes from, I'm an old A&M fan, and I loved, uh, you know, Jackie Sherrill in the A&M days and uh, R.C. Slocum days. And I got to meet R.C. Slocum when I was about a, in sixth grade. And he came to recruit one of my uh, buddy's older brother. And we said, uh, hey, who's that nice Cadillac coming in our neighborhood? Because there's not very many nice cars in our neighborhood. And it was a nice gentleman in a nice blazer suit. And he walked out. And, and I said, hey, that's Jackie Sherrill. And that's uh, R.C. Slocum, the defensive coordinator at A&M. And anyhow, A&M had the wrecking crew. And that's just the, the term that I came up with. So the past couple of years, you know, our defense is tagged as the Woo Crew defense because we want Woo hits happening. We want people in the stadium and the stands to get that cringe of their goosebumps and their hairs come up on their arms when they see a great hit. And because our defensive kids are flying around knocking people out like that, um, the kids get excited. And the other thing they like is when we have uh, turnovers. Every Tuesday we do a circuit called Turnover Tuesdays, and we really amplify the intensity on creating turnovers. For 20 minutes we do drills. So we have a turnover trash can, this big white trash can. So if a kid gets an interception or a fumble recovery, they're allowed to come celebrate on the sideline. We'll alley-oop, throw them a football, and they get to slam dunk it and celebrate with their teammates. So that's something that they've enjoyed doing. And prior to the first game we had – eight total and two scrimmages. So we had one turnover last week. We dropped three pick opportunities. So we should have celebrated four times. So we're going to get that this Bring week. that trash can out. Yeah, Come on, bring, that bring it out. Let's yes, go. Sir. The um, Last week I talked to Coach about the helmets. Yeah. Um, those looked really good last week. They're, they're tight. They're, the kids love them. They are, they, are, they are really nice. I think um, – People are excited to see those. They had to earn those. Yes, sir. And so I don't know if we'll continue that. You're going to bring some people up this week, you think? Uh, there's a possibility. We try to bring up one or two JV kiddos that could help us out, you know, uh, in case somebody goes down or special teams-wise. So we bring up at least maybe three to five kiddos. Okay. That would be exciting for them. Get an opportunity to play yes, on a varsity level and give us some experience, mm -hmm. uh, maybe for this season and next season. Yes, sir. I think that'll be great. I don't know if Coach Castillo is going to be able to join us today. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and kind of wrap up a little bit okay. and just remind everybody that the game is this Friday. It's going to be against McCallum High at 7.30 p.m. at House Park Field. Yes, sir. If you've never been to House Park Field, it's a beautiful field located almost in central Austin with a backdrop of the skyline of Austin. I will encourage, though, and if you're going to go to the game, which I hope everybody will, parking can be a little bit of a challenge. Uh, there is a parking garage on the south end of the field that should be available to you. Mm -hmm. So get there early. Get your parking spot. Come on out. Let's support our Kyle Lehman Lobos this weekend, this Friday night at 7.30 against McCallum at House Park. Coach, you want to 
wrap this thing up? Anything you want to say to wrap it up? And Yeah, uh, I know a couple of things I know you kind of gasped me before the interview is a couple of interesting facts about me and, and why do I coach. Um, they can be funny tidbits, but um, uh, one of the things I know kids will – because I I, I, I I fumble with them about boxing. I used to be a boxer. I was a two-time Golden Glove champion as a kiddo, and uh, and I had a chance to go to the Olympic trials, and I turned it down, and I regret that all the time. Uh, another time, uh, the U.S. Olympic tor- torch of 1984 um, that Carl Lewis used to light up the ones in Los Angeles – I carried that torch in 1987 when they were going to the Houston games. So that was kind of a fun fact and funny thing that people don't know. And um, A lot of people don't know your name's not Bo. Yeah, I know. My mother named me Gabriel, and it's an angel's name, so sometimes uh, I get called on that. But uh, anyhow, no, uh, I came up with – oh. My family came up with Bobo a long time ago, and I just got old, and I said, I'm going to drop one of those bows off, so now I'm just Bo Camacho. <laughs> so that's the other funny fact right there. And, again, the big reason why do I coach, you know, I kind of said it a little bit earlier, but to really, really chime in is, to me, coaching is a ministry for me. You know, I don't need to go to Africa on a missionary trip or to India, which are all great things. But we have so many issues in these school buildings, in these locker rooms. The mission field is right here on our own territory, and that's a big reason why I coach. I see kids that have some really challenging, adverse family backgrounds, and some of those are the same ones that I grew up with, you know, uh, a lack of a parent or a single parent or no parent, uh, no food, no electricity, um, no running water at times, you know, I've, I've, I, I experienced all that stuff as a kid. So I kind of understand some of why they do the things that they do. Some people in education or the community or, um, uh, at any, just adults in general don't understand some of these kids, what they go through and they come to school with so much on their, on their, their back, loads of just stuff. And, Sometimes we don't see that. And the thing is, it takes a real, real good person, uh, Christian coach, to understand and see through those things and understand why they're going through what they're doing. And, and there's a lot of always some underlying things. So as a coach, it's not just to coach them X's and O's. It's about getting to build those relationship with kids and understanding them and teaching them how to be a young man, how to be a great dad one day, how to be a great father, a great husband, and a great leader for that matter, you know, and don't live to make excuses in life, you know. Nobody wants to hear excuses. There's always a way. We just got to lean and find people that will help you. Coach, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, Thank you. I'm getting, I've had the opportunity to visit with you a little bit, but this has been – uh, we spent almost about 23 minutes here together. Yes. has been an absolute joy. Thank you. Um, we're so thankful that you're here, that yes. you're leading these young men uh, and leading them in their faith and on the field. So look forward to having more conversation with you. Amen. Coach. My pleasure. My pleasure. And so I just remind everybody, it's this Friday, 730, playing McAllen High at House Park Field. Hope to see everybody there. Thank you. <laughs>